So, uh, Garrett, uh, I think I have lost Fletch. Do you smell him? What makes you think I can smell Fletch? Well, I can't because I have a cold. <laughs> so I'm hoping that you can because otherwise, how are we going to find him? Um, I don't know. I also don't have a sense of smell. Maybe if smell. we go to the flag that we planted, he'll come back. Oh, I think that's smart. Yeah. Let's record here by the flag in case he comes back to us. Yeah, that'd be great. And actually stay here because we're way the fuck smarter than these kids. Yes, and actually stay here. Yes. Right. Hello, and welcome to Going Digital, colon, a Digimon Rewatch podcast, where I am Shin Garrett. And I am Sick Cat again today. <laughs> hi, hi, Sick Cat, part two, Very Electric Boogaloo. Yes, tragically. Um, this week we watched episode 28 of Tamers, which is called Something, or in Japanese, Something. Yes? Uh, it It's either Blame It on Ryo, or in Japanese, Enemy or Ally, the legendary tamer, uh, Ryu Akiyama. That's, that's the pronunciation I'm going to go with. Akiyama Ryu? The wiki Ryu? switched it around. Oh, interesting. Okay, uh, which is fine. Would you like to tell me about this episode, Kat? Would you like to summarize it? Sure. I mean, so again, there were like two... Well, like three plots happening. One, the most important one, is that Kulaman found the flag uh, and picks it up and takes it and is blown away. But he's trying to find his friend, uh, Guillaumon, which was the most important part of this episode. Uh, and then also, um, Takato and Henry and Jerry uh, are looking for the others, and they get a, they. F- go back to the flag, but nobody's there. And then they get inside of this building and then they get inside of a cube thing. And once they're all in there, it sucks them all up and like disappears into some Dottist fantasy world, which should be interesting. And the least most important episode, part of this episode was that Rika and friend A and friend B um, get back to the flag and then she's kind of like annoyed with them and decides to go wander off somewhere uh, to look for everybody else and she tells them to stay put but then they don't and then they all get sucked back up into another one of the light things which takes them to this world that has a bunch of clock parts inside of it and then uh, Rika fixes the clock and then that causes this snake dragon monster thing to pop out of the ground and then she's trying to defeat it and she can't and that's when Rio shows up and Rio does defeat it uh, and everybody loves him and Rika's kind of upset about that so then she leaves because she's mad and uh, Rio is obviously going to save the day I guess by following her around I think you got the order of importance of the plot points reversed no no I'm pretty sure I got it right I'm pretty sure you did them in reverse well, then I saved the best for last. Ta-da. All right. But because you were wrong, 
I'm gonna have to dock your grade. So I two A. Uh, I guess like a C. A C sounds fine. Okay. That's fine. Honestly, that's better than I've gotten recently. So. Well, you didn't plagiarize this time. Uh, so, what was your impression of this episode? That's a good question, actually. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Did you watch this episode? No, I definitely watched this episode. You didn't know the name of it. I was clicking. I was making a joke. Come on. It was clearly a joke. Hmm. There was maybe like, like canned laughter underneath it when I made it too. Ho ho ho! All right. I don't know. This this was a fine episode. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I don't think it it was as good as the previous good episodes. Um, yeah, but it's still pretty good. Like, okay. Yeah. Terrymon was doing interpretive dance to explain things to people. That was pretty cool. Okay, so Terrymon's kind of awful this episode. This goes back to when contact. you explained that Terrymon was just like a, a deluded old man that just always said momentai. Yes. Like, that's Terrymon this episode. Basically, yes. He is just wandering around and not being able to face the wind or get anywhere and also just being kind of a doofus. Which Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I think, like, the the Rika and Friend A and Friend B part plus Rio is, like, the good stuff of the episode and the other stuff was kind of just not needed. Well, I mean, that was all just, like, moving the plot along. Uh, and Kulamon has to do something every episode, I guess. All right, all right. So the Kulamon stuff is fine. The, like, Henry, Takato, Jury stuff, like, that. I could have, we could have left that. We could have used that time more efficient elsewhere. Right, but, I mean, they're getting sucked up into that weird cube thing. And the whole point was, like, if everyone could just get back to the flag at the same time, they would find each other because they are trying to go back to the same place. They just can't get back there. And now Kulamon has stolen the flag. Right. Or the flag has stolen Kulamon, I guess, really is what happened. Uh, you know, one dozen, half dozen of another. I forgot how that phrase goes. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I forgot how it was the last time I used it, too. <laughs> so at least I'm consistent. Yes. Um... I don't know. I, I still think, like, the Takato and Co. group stuff is just, like, too long for what it needed to do. Yeah, it wasn't really necessary, but that's fine. Could have used could have used that time better elsewhere. I feel like I'm going to get really annoyed with this Rika being snooty about Rio thing. Okay. We should definitely get to that. But I think we should hold off before we get to that. Okay. Um. What did you want to discuss instead? I want to talk about my two favorite new characters. Which is Clockman and uh, Gearman, or whatever his name is, is Japanese. Yeah. Because no, they're great. Cute. I love that they're buddies. I love that Gearman wants to become strong, go to the real world, and he have a tamer. He's real adorable. He even blushed. Never saw a gear blush before, but I saw it this time. And they're great, and I want a spinoff show with them. 
I, yeah, I honestly was hoping that they were going to be friend A and friend B's Digimon, so we would get to spend more time with them, but I guess not. Man, and the funny thing is, yet again, one of them is on the same evolution pass as one of those kids' Digimon they get anyway. Is this like the thing where, you know, you can meet people in different lives, but it, you know, and like you recognize them, but then like you don't actually get together or whatever until later life. They just keep running into iterations of these people that they're meant to be with. Yeah, kind of. I mean, they're probably not going to do that. So, you know, eh, but I like the theory. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I definitely wanted to bring that up because I really like those two. They're real good. I don't think you brought up in in the recap that there was a shot of monkey and dragon floating around talking about something. wasn't super important, but it happened. Oh, I literally forgot about that halfway through writing it. (laughs) Yeah, that happened. Yeah. All he said was like, we need to hurry because we're afraid of God or something. Right. Um, what else before? So before Rika is angry at Ryo, she's rightfully fed up with um, Kenta and Kazu. I feel like at some point we actually need to learn their names because they're like characters now. Yes. So I'm taking the step to use their name instead of just calling them friend A and friend B. I legitimately just remember one of them, which I feel bad about, so I'm referring to them as friend A and friend B until I can remember the other one's name. Right. Well, I said both literally like 10 seconds ago. It just doesn't stick, man. I just, I don't know what it is. Anyway, they're kind of bad and trash, and I understand Rika for for like the first like three-fourths of the episode. I agree. And then she's just like pissed off and like, you know what? Fuck it. I hate everyone. Which, like, also don't super blame her. Yeah, and and then, like, Renamon was getting her butt kicked, so I think she might have also been, like, afraid and embarrassed about that. Rika's having a rough day. Yeah, defo. Um, She touched something that someone told her not to touch, and then the world literally fell apart, which is <laughs> That's yeah, true. Like a bad day. That's true. That did also happen. I forgot about that part. Because there's just like the stop clock after they get sucked up again. And Rika's like, well, this is dumb. Let me fix it. And they're like, no, don't fix that. And then everything goes goes to shit. Yeah. Um, Which, like, honestly, though, everything was fine. I don't know why he restuck the clock. Like, Well, th- they said when when the gears stop, bad things happen. Well, right, but, like, a bad thing happened. Now they've just made it so a new bad thing will happen the next time the gears stop, right? Like, they didn't say that as long as the gears are stopped, bad things keep happening. So they've fucked themselves over is what happened there. Maybe they should also just put a note on it, too. Right, also that, like, I don't know. And this Rio kid looks an awful lot like a tanned, brown-haired Astro Boy. I don't think he's real. What? Just not? Yeah, huh? He's got kind of that weird round face. What? No, you don't think so? Not at all. I think he kind of looks like one of those um, little wee critters, too. Like little wee people. I 
don't see that. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I looking at an image of him, I do question his double pants. Yeah, don't know about that either. He was in a rush to get to the dig- digital world, and he just put on more pants than he really needed. Yeah. Um. I I really like the 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 cyborg arm, or the basically the I want to be a Shin Megami Tensei arm. I'm sorry. What? I made a Shin Megami Tensei reference. I know you're not gonna get it, but someone I might. Absolutely will not. Because I clearly did not. All right. Shin Megami Tensei is a, is a JRPG series um, done by Atlas. And uh, the setting of it is either like weird cyberpunk post-apocalyptic or like modern day weird cyberpunk, but also with demons. And in a lot of them, you get a, a computer that generally is attached to your arm. And then you use that to summon demons and, and tame them. It's kind of like Digimon, but more metal. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I I have mixed feelings about Rio in large part because I don't like the way he treats Cyberdramon, which I think is the thing you're talking about, yes? There's a lot of lore that goes into that. Well, they didn't share any of it with me, so how am I supposed to know? I mean, are you surprised they didn't do it back in O2 when it was relevant? The gist of it is, like, his Digimon's, like, Kind of maybe super evil and also the apocalypse. So like the whip taming thing does make more sense in context. You just don't have the context. So I can see how just seeing it, you're kind of like, what the hell? Also, you know, we saw a Digivice power that we're probably never going to see again. Or if we do, it's only going to be used by him and no one else. Yeah. Um. But but also, yeah. Also, like there's kind of like the the knackery thing where like Digimon are kind of sentient creatures so like using a whip to tame them not at the best look yeah he looks less like a partner and more like a master and it's weird that Cyberdramon doesn't talk right I don't like that at all I right but I want to say in the defense it doesn't outwardly look malicious, if that makes sense. I mean, if you buy the thing that Cyberdramon is like a vicious creature that must be tamed, otherwise would like... Cyberdramon was attacking this monster more than Rio felt was necessary, sure, but like, also what he's doing to him doesn't seem that great either. Agreed. I will I will go with that. It just seemed like it seemed like it's like, oh, we don't actually have to kill this Digimon, but Cydramon killed him anyway. Mm, yeah. Which I don't know. You can read it multiple ways. I see both sides. Okay. Well, I'm I'm sort of leaving it like to be determined. That's also true. This is also his first appearance. Yeah. He just seems too Captain America shiny good boy for me. I feel like there's a problem. That's fair that they kind of comes into they kind of play that. That's some of the stuff I don't like either. Like 
Um, well, I guess the part that I'm thinking of is when Kenta and Kazu kind of like explain who Rio is and then explains who Rika is to Rio in the thing where like she was second when he was around playing card games. And then he's just like, I'm sorry, do I know you? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not good. And I assume that is the main thing that set Rika off to, to being more upset with her very bad, awful day. Yeah, I mean, and I think, like, he's just being kind of a dick about the whole thing. And the two, you know, Kenta and the other one. um, Kazu? Kazu. Yes. Yes. Okay. Kento, Kenta, and Kazu uh, are being, like, little shitheads honestly not doing what they're told being useless a drag on everything and like in the last episode that they were really in prominently they like were fighting with the um oh what were they called whatever the little little digimon were the older digimon couple that they stayed with and just really weren't useful like the the whole point of their character is that they're not useful and now they're like joining sides with this other dude it just feels very patriarchal and i don't like it i can see that um i kind of just stopped that like kazu and kenta are bad more yeah. than that latter part but that's a fair interpretation and i mean there's certainly enough to support it I'm worried about where this is going. And then in the other set of kids, Jerry's like, you know, needs to be apologized to and because they took her to this dangerous place and whatever. Just ugh. I chalked that up to Takato having a crush and, and dealing with that. I mean, that's also, yeah, true, but I don't know. I'm not happy about where this is going. That's all. I'm not going to assume anything yet. You know what? I'll let it happen first before saying anything. I mean, this episode was fine, but like it didn't there wasn't that much to talk about, I guess. I don't know. It just seemed fine. Huh. Yeah, it feels like there was more there cuz like Rio was there. He's like a huge mess of continuity and I love him. Do you though? <laughs> I do. Not like particularly in this episode, but as like a character. Well, he said he'd only been in the digital world for 10 months. Okay, so at the the end... (laughs) At the end of Brave Tamer, which was the last game that happened, um, at the end of that, he was given the choice to either go back to his own universe, the Adventure universe, or go to the Tamer's universe. And he chooses the Tamer's world. So... I mean, maybe that 10 months is referring to the Tamer's digital world. Mm. Well, how do they know him? Well, so it's it's implied in the background. I think we even saw some stuff way back with some early Rika flashbacks. Is that Rio was like around in the real world. Or sorry, Rio was around in the real world um, beforehand. Because, obviously, he was there to defeat Rika in uh, the card game that uh, Kazu and Kenta bring up because they're awful. 
Right. Because they're like, oh, remember this guy who did a better job than you and you're only second with him, second to him or whatever? Right. There's that. So I think what if Brave Tamer happens and like at the end, Rio's like true partner is like Millennium Mon, which is like the evilest of Digimons. But then Rio's other Digimon Geogressed with it to kind of weaken it so they could deal with it. And then that turned into a Digi-Egg. And then that's where Cybertramon came from. So Cybertramon's kind of like the Devil Incarnate. Oh, uh, okay. I know that doesn't help because they don't explain any of that in the show. And it's from this weird Wonderswan game that was, you know, only in Japan. And I think we only... I forget if we, there's a full script translated or if it's just a plot summary translated. I don't remember. I apologize. Like I'm going off some of the wiki stuff for the exact details, so I'm, they might not be 100% um, this time. Because for some reason, I didn't cross my mind. It was like, maybe I should look you up in, like, in like Dotted Lion Rio to this point. Okay. Well, that's a lot. It is. I feel like they could have... I mean, I guess they don't have to introduce all that right this instant, but I just suspect that they're not going to. Oh, they're 100% not going to. Yeah, that's great. It's the same thing where back in 02, um, the the dark spore that was implanted in Ken, that also has Rio all over it. And they didn't explain it there either. Um, but yeah, I guess like the important part is Rio is like, hey, you know, I can, I can take you back. To, to the real world if you want to do that and Kenton and Kazu are like alright cool Enrique's like what are you doing here just stepping in and being like you know the answers to everything and so on and so forth yeah she's like oh I'm gonna find my way out mm, are you though I mean she has a problem asking for help we already know that right like I don't I don't particularly believe Rio was actively being a jerk to her, but his actions were doing it, which did not help things. If if someone just explains that they lost to you in a tournament and you're like, do I know you is the first thing you say, don't do that. Hot take. Yeah. He does also call Rika out when she tries to say stuff back and he's just like, well, no, What what do you know? Which, maybe not the best way to put it. Oh, and then he did, like, the thing where, like, it's like, you know, I saved you. Shouldn't you, like, not be an ass to me? Yeah, oh, that made me very angry. I was like, wow. Like, just leave the poor girl alone. Like, she clearly does not, not feeling it right now. But she also is kind of a jerk about it, so. Right. He He's not feeling the room. Deaf. Um, so like not entirely his fault, but also like, that's pretty like high tier levels of not being able to read the situation. Well, I mean, he's been alone with some kind of devil creature for 10 months. Also true. But he's like, he's like friends with, uh, with Clockmine and Gearmon, my two best, my two new best friends. Well, but you know, they may not be good judges of character. That's true. And like beforehand, Ryo was like being like nice and helpful and like explaining the things. And then Rico's like, well, we already know that you idiot. 
I think she's maybe not handling this very well. Right. Yeah, she's just having a bad day. It's like, um, fuck, what, what is that a reference to? Like, like the blank and the no good, horrible, awful day. Yeah, Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. It was a good book. I mean, you might be a little beyond the plot now, but you know. Wow, that's rude. What? What? Is, oh, wait, hold on. Why is that rude? I don't know. You you can't assume that I can't. I can't go back and enjoy the plot, even if it's not meant for me anymore. Okay. Well, uh, I was more worried you'd be upset if I was like, you might actually like the book or you might enjoy the book because it is a book for like preschoolers. I mean, so. Okay. Well, now I know what to get you for your birthday. Please don't give me that for my birthday. <laughs> I also didn't know it was a book for for that young i thought i thought you meant it was just like a young adult book and i'm like what are you talking about that's like fine no i'm pretty sure i read that in like kindergarten first grade okay i think there's also uh, a book of the babysitter's club that's also a reference to that which that's what i had in my hand you know because my my cultural um oh fuck what's that term called the thing where you just like where you learn about things through pop pop culture and never actually experience it. I don't know. Um, the the that is mine. Mine's off for that, I guess. Okay, noted. Um, I didn't realize this book was from seventy two. Yeah, I don't know. So apparently, they turned it into a movie, which I'm sure was great. Probably bad. Do you have anything else you wanted to say about this episode? No. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Well, I have an email. Okay. Uh, I was supposed to read it last week, but I forgot because I, I was forgetting everything last week. <laughs> now you're only forgetting some things. Yeah. Not only forgetting something. So, um, you might remember a couple weeks ago, we had a Tron tangent. Yes. Um, so Fletch has written to us to talk about Tron. That's where Fletch went. He went off to write emails. Yeah, he went to the grid. Yes. Okay. Um, so, go ahead. So, this email, and I will inter- I will make sure to note when I interject to not put words in Fletch's email. <laughs> um, it starts... Uh, let's get serious, people. It's time for some game grid theory. Um, so this is me adding in. That's that's a really bad uh, game th- game theory pun, and he should be ashamed of himself for that. Um, but he continues. Uh, Tron consists of two tiers of canon at this point. The current official that was in quotes. I also added the part where I said it was in quotes. Uh, timeline is the following: Tron begot Tron Legacy. Within um, intercor- with an interquarrel in the form of the animated series Tron Uprising, a one-season title that was quite good and set the stage for the evolution of the ISOs and the fascist na- nature of the grid in the new film. There was a tie-in video game, which was terrible, but if you're a completionist, 
Tron Evolution exists, and I believe is no longer sold anywhere due to licensing. I'm interjecting. I believe that is true because um, like, mm. copyright and DRM is awful, and preservation of games is important. Um, anyway, back to the email. Um, the uh, the much more quality products were the alternate timeline proposed before Disney moved back in. Parentheses, and I believe the creator gave his claim that he considers these more canonical. End parentheses. Uh, Tron 2.0 and its sequel, Tron Ghost in the Machine. Um, Jet Bradley had a kid, and it dealt with what the internet and modern corporate networks would look like in the aesthetic of the title. And later the series... Ha- uh, later? Blah, 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 words. Um, and the latter series handled the absolute shell shock a human in the 2000s would have if you got thrown into a Tron experience... And you realized, um, this is in quotes and in all caps, but I'm not going to scream. Literally, every computer we made is full of life and calls us God. Good stuff. And that, mm. and that ends the email. Interesting. Well, thank you, Fletch, for that information. Yep. So, I don't remember what I said about Tron, but I feel like the things I said were were confirmed in this email. So, good job. Good job, me. Good job, Fletch. Also Fletch. For, like, knowing things. Yeah. Those are things I did not know. Trying 2.0 was pretty solid, too. It was, it, was, it was an enjoyable 2000s video game. I never played it. That's fair. Shockingly. As what? I really don't no way. Cat not playing a video game. Would you like to hear a poem? Um, yes, I would like to hear a poem. Oh, this is a, a fresh, all-new poem, a haiku. All right, so if I, if I Google it, I won't find it anywhere else? I mean, I hope not. Are we going to talk about the monkeys in Hamlet? Oh, if you put monkeys in a room, at some point they'll write Hamlet or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Is that just, like, based on the idea that, like, there's no more original content to be created? No, I think the idea is that, like, just statistically speaking, anything is possible. Oh, uh, like, okay. If you leave them in the room for long enough, they're banging around on the typewriter. Eventually, at some point, they'll accidentally write Hamlet. I'm willing to bet. Someone at some point either did a study or did the math to figure out the probability of that happening. I'm sure they did, yes. And money went, that was funded. My favorite study, though, is the study where they, like, were trying to figure out if ants count steps or not. And so, well, I don't like the part where they cut their little legs off, but I like the part where they gave them stilts to see if they would lose track because they were going too far. Huh. Best use of scientific money ever. I'm not sure about that. That was, we needed to know. I feel like there's maybe a couple other problems we could have put that money towards. But ants on stilts. Anyway, would you like to hear a poem? Yes. Kulamon and flag, blowing in destiny's wind, digital tumbleweed. Okay, that's pretty solid. That was like a B. Cool, cool, cool. I know you didn't watch the episode preview, 
but by next episode, um, the flag becomes a cape that Kuluman wears. Well, that's kind of adorable. Something to look forward to. Speaking of which, this is a show located on the what? internet at goingdigitalpodcast.com, where there are links to things such as iTunes, Twitter, Spotify, email, other things. And you can do all those other things. Exciting. And yeah, that's outro stuff. Um, the the Digivolution shall not be tamed. Okay. That's what I got this week. Hardcore. Um, and good time. And goodbye. And stop.